0: a podcast where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora.
1: Hello. Hello. Thanks for listening again. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Holly. And this is Nora over here. Yeah, and we are the two white chicks in China. This is episode 103. Yeah. (gasps) Thanks
0: for sticking with us. I know a lot of you out there waited (laughs) ages for us to get our (laughs) beep together for for our first ever video. Yeah. So thanks for sticking with us and staying subscribed. Make sure to tell your friends about the show if you think they'd be interested in life
1: in China. Yeah. Um, and what are we talking about today? Uh, well, do you want to give, do you want to jump in and give us a fact first? Oh, sure. Okay. So uh, before we get into the meat of today's Hmm. show, um, so I wanted
0: to give you a kind of a strange or interesting fact about China. Um, and today's fact is all about geese. Oh,
1: yes. Chinese geese? Yes. Interesting.
0: So apparently, in some parts of Xinjiang province, which is in the northwestern part of China, okay. it's very different from where we live here mm. in the southeastern part. It's like the opposite end of China. Um, they use some some of the police stations use geese instead of dogs. They're trained <laughs> to be um, to alert God geese. Yes, they are. They oh, that's are. Awesome. <laughs> And apparently, they're very effective because, I don't know if you've ever met any geese, but they're highly aggressive. Yeah, man. And they are ballsy. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, my Mm -hmm. heart has definitely skipped a beat when being harassed by a goose, you know, and they
1: hiss and stuff. Yeah, nasty.
0: Yeah, they can be really, and you know, they spread their wings out Mm -hmm. wide, they really know how to, um, how to get your boots shaken. So, yeah, so they're very aggressive, um, and they're very vigilant. They have good eyesight and mm. they're extremely loud, as you can imagine.
1: Hong Kong? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they actually work really well. There was a case in Xinjiang of, um, uh, someone trying to rob the police station with, uh, which is like, okay, what? But apparently, um. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the they, best place I've tried. <laughs> yeah, they drugged the police dogs. Oh, no. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not sure what happened with the, human guards, but the geese were the ones that alerted people right. that something was going on. So, apparently they, after that, they started training more
1: and more to be the um, uh-huh. guard geese. So they had guard dogs and guard geese. Apparently. apparently. Or I don't they know if the goose was just, like, there. Hanging out, yeah. Maybe someone had stolen the goose and then the goose was just, like, you know, well,
0: there. Well, apparently he there. honked up a storm <laughs> and woke everybody up and then oh, they well. caught the criminal. So he was a hero.
1: And he was Men. dinner. No. I'm just yeah, I did think when you started this I was like, huh. Like when it's like when the goose is just like doesn't isn't doing its job anymore, are they just gonna like cook it up? I don't know. I've seen I mean they eat tons of duck here. I don't know
0: about geese. Goose. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm sure they eat it too.
1: Oh don't they eat neck.
0: Oh no, just duck duck neck.
1: usually. Duck neck, yeah.
0: Usually. But anyway, that's uh, an interesting profession for a goose. Yeah, I'd
1: kind of like to see a video of that.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to see them with like a little tie on and like a badge, <laughs> sheriff. Yes, <laughs>
1: awesome. Oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, okay, so uh, my news article this week uh, comes from China Wire, um, which is which is like a WeChat um, group thing, subscription, whatever. And uh, but you can you can view it. I'll I'll put the link in our show notes. And this is a, a woman uh, pays five million yuan to marry a woman a, a, a woman <laughs> marry a man fifteen years younger than her. So
0: Wow Yeah.
1: Um, so this lady is thirty eight years old. I'm not sure if she. Oh no, wait. Maybe she has been married because she's got a kid. So she has a, a son who's fourteen years old. I don't know where the the husband, like her first husband, went, but this woman is minted, mm. and uh, so she's seeing this twenty three year old, and um, basically she, uh, her his parents said, no, like this is not happening. This you know the age difference is just like is too is too large, and so basically she offers the parents a poop load of money um, she she's flaunting like gold bracelets and necklaces and earrings and and then like she buys him a sports car or something a red sports car and then the groom's family were like yeah it's okay <laughs> so they she gives the family a dowry of five million yuan in order to marry this man wow that's almost a million dollars wow yep yep um I mean, I'm very curious about the dynamics of this relationship. <laughs> uh, like, it, it, I, I'm not... I don't want to judge, but just go and have a look at the picture of the two of them. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> I've heard of some other... Like, I've actually heard of a foreigner who has a sim- who's in a similar situation. I think he was from oh. Mexico. He was definitely a Latin American guy. Mm-hmm. And he married an older... But she wasn't, like... She was good-looking, but right. she was older. A Chi- very wealthy Chinese right. woman. And so he's oh. just... Enjoying himself and living the high life, and I guess if well, you don't mind that, no there's probably quite a few wealthy women who would be interested in supporting <laughs> men
1: like that. Yeah, I mean, I read, I've read some articles, like you know, like within the last year about this sort of increase in all old, older. I mean, I mean, not not like fifties, but like. In China, being in your late thirties or forties and not and not being married is still kind of taboo. Oh, so, even being in your early thirties yeah, and not being that's, married that's in China, true. you're
0: already called a leftover yeah. after the age of twenty eight, I think yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: but there are lots of women who are wealthy on their own. You know, they've they've been you know they they have their own businesses or they've just been successful, and a lot of men in China just find that extremely intimidating. But so they kind of going down different routes where they'll get younger men and, I mean, maybe they won't get married and they just sort of enjoy, I don't know what you would call it, (laughs) like, you know, just having a younger man.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. My husband, one of his, I guess he has a, I guess you call her a student, she comes for conversational English with Mm -hmm. him and she's super cute, slightly older, maybe like Mm -hmm. 30, I don't know, 4, Mm -hmm. 35, which is already like too old in China crazy rich yeah and has a hard time finding a a suitable man i mean she is super mm. cute super cute so if any of you men out there listen <laughs> come on over <laughs> no i mean when this isn't the first time we've also had so we have another friend to close close friend who's um quite candid with us and she's also she's quite wealthy um and she's kind of (laughs) she's jokingly said like do you have any single foreign Mm. guys but we know she's like only half joking because she's she's been trying to set up her friend who's in a similar situation so she spent you know her 20s building her career and becoming extremely successful and now she's in her 30s and she doesn't have a mate, and doesn't have kids, mm. and wants, you know, wants a family and stuff, but yeah. she's, she's got all the money in the world, but a lot of Chinese men won't go for this type of woman because they're too old. It's sad. It's really, it's really sad. Mm. It was a goldmine for a certain type of men who oh, don't yeah. care that don't much care. about. Yeah, And a lot of these women that we're talking about, they look so young, it's crazy, oh, yeah. it's like. In the like in the U.S., people would just snap those women up. For sure, yeah, yeah. But
1: here it's like, ooh, no,
0: you're yeah. over the age of twenty eight. You old maid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, just, just lock yourself up. Yeah, don't come out. You're Spin not allowed out now. I just, you just reminded me of. Um, actually, I should find the article and sh- uh, and maybe share it on the on this on the sh- in the show notes. It was about like. I think it was like ten reasons why foreign men love Chinese girls. And of course it got pretty you know, you can imagine where this article went. But what was even more interesting with the was the comment section underneath. So one of its one of them one of the points was they age really well. Now, I think to a point, like Chinese women do age really well, but then there seems to be like this age where especially if they're like their grandmas, where they just sort of like seem to drop off, like they <laughs> they 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 look really good to a certain age, and then it just sort of like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to say as much, so I'm like really offensive, but yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, I right? Like mean, these grandmas, just like... like all of a sudden they just like let it all hang out and.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I I'm I'm curious to know if that's going to be the same with this, with generation, this generation that we're yeah, seeing, because I think it's right. going to, I think you're part of it right. is, yeah, is these, a lot of these grandmas that we're seeing walking around today were, you know, malnourished and had really hard lives growing up. Um, but I know what you're saying. I feel like in the West, you, when you have older, especially with the women, it seems more obvious. But with older women, like grandma-age women, they still seem feminine in a way. Yeah. But I feel like in China, the older grandma-style women, they just become kind of, like, Grandmas. androgynous. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't have any, like, there's no sex appeal at all left to them. Where you see, you know, in the West, you see some older grandma-like oh, yeah. women, and they're still, like, you know, they're still up for, you sure, see them in yeah. the nursing home, and they're still dating, you know, like, they have some kind yeah. of a sex appeal to them. But here, I feel like they become just... Really old, and then a lot of them—they have this. I don't know what it's from, but their legs tend to go bow-legged. Haven't you? Have you seen older women here quite a few? And again, I'm not sure if that's because of malnutrition when they were. Yeah, because these people have seen. I'm really curious about how they view the world, basically, Mm. because the China that they. Grew up in, in yeah, the China sure. today is completely different. different I mean, it's yeah. crazy the transition,
1: mm. and so
0: it's really interesting to see the lives of these people. But I know, I know what you're trying to say, <laughs> delicately say. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let's let's move on to our question for today. So, um, I but before we start, I just want to say thank you to everyone who sent us questions. Like, I know we've been gone for ages, and people were still sending us questions. And then since the video was released. We've had tons of voicemail messages, so oh, thank you so much. I haven't
0: checked that out. That's um,
1: awesome. Uh, we only like post once a week, um, so it might take us a little while just to get like back on track and like on top of the the questions that you might have asked us months ago. We will get to them. Um, unless if there's something that we think is we we can't talk about for yeah, various really reasons, the only we'll email. That, we will send you a message to let you know.
0: Yeah, I think really the only things we don't want to touch are either questions that we've already discussed on the show before. But mm. um, don't re- be worried about. You don't have to sift through all the topics we've done before. Yeah. Like if you have a question and we've talked about it before, we'll let you know. Where to find the information in a previous Mm. episode um and then the other thing is obviously politically sensitive issues Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons because we still live in china so we can't you know we have to be sensitive to to the culture here and politics here so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so yeah so anything else is fair game though yeah (laughs) Yeah, and we even i mean sometimes we do get similar questions and we're aware like some things do change i mean when we consider the questions and the answers we gave way back, like, in episodes, you know, 1 to 20. Um, we, we've, cha- you know, our, not just, like, things have changed here, but our even our opinions have changed. So we may do, like, sort of repeat things. It depends, mm-hmm, you know. an update. We'll, yeah, and we'll space them out. So, like, if people have left us similar, like, related questions, we want, you know, we'll space them out. So if you think, oh, I left them a question in August and it's now March, like, we'll get to it. But just, you know. All those horses, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, thank you. So th- th- this is the reason I'm saying this is because this is from Brianna, and uh, so I'll, I'll just read what she said. She says, uh, "I know this is a few months late. It's a few, few, few months late, but that's our fault. But congratulations, Nora, on your baby. <laughs> she is super cute. Um, Do you leave Dahlia at daycare while you and your husband are at work? Is Chinese daycare a lot different than American daycare?" does China have nanny services as well, where the nanny comes to the home and takes care of the child and does some chores around the house? Also, did you ever decide to do anything with the placenta, or is it still in your freezer? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Where do you want to start with that, Nora? (laughs) Let's start from the
0: top. (laughs) We'll end on the gruesome details. Um, So, yes, thank you, Brianna. Yeah, Dahlia, she's been really fun to uh, look after. Um, Holly's got to see firsthand mm-hmm. her growing up now she's um, she's over a year old now and she's been thriving in this environment. Yeah. you know she's she, she's really she's a happy she's a happy little thing. She's yeah. always
1: smiling Jeez. Yeah,
0: she's, she's a doll. it's a lot of fun yeah. Um, so you asked whether or not I leave uh, her at daycare, but um, actually in China, daycare is not really a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know anybody Holly who has no, put their kids in daycare. I tried to rack my brains and I tried to do some research like daycare in China. It's it's I mean, it doesn't seem to exist. Like I'm I'm sure it does maybe maybe in like Shanghai or something where there's a larger foreign population. Maybe foreigners have started these things themselves. I don't know. Yeah. So but, why do you hmm. think that is? Ooh. Put me on the spot there. Um, Why do I think? Okay, so in my opinion, there are two, like, instead of daycare, there's like two options. You either get an IE who comes to the house, or you'd send them to kindergarten, and that's from like the age of two. Mm -hmm. So, those, like, I feel as though they're the big, they're the the, the big, like, the two options you have, I think. Mm -hmm. Or unless you're at home with the kid. Um, kids, children, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, in China, at least, okay, it varies from province to province and actually city to city. But the maternity leave is somewhere around six months. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously, there's space between six months and two years when you might might send them to a like a preschool. Um, so during this time, it is nearly always the grandparents who come
1: to help. Yeah.
0: So they usually, like in Shenzhen, because we're in a migrant city, so this is like, nobody in this city really is from Shenzhen. Everybody Mm -hmm. has come from the provinces all over China, which makes for a really interesting dynamic. But, um, but that's another topic about Shenzhen. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that, the family will come from the provi- they are you know the provinces that the pr- parents are originally from yeah. and they'll stay in Shenzhen usually in the same apartment sometimes it's both sets of grandparents sometimes it's just grandpa or just grandma from one set of parents but they usually live with the young couple and the kid um, and take care like they do a lot and it's um it's really interesting the women that I've talked to in China are so shocked that I'm raising Dahlia on my own. I mean, my husband's around too, but then I don't have my parents here to help me with raising her. They're saying, like, no, it's impossible for you mm. to do that. I'm like, well, no, it's, I mean, my mom raised four kids without a nanny, you know, so. Um, so, yeah, so daycare is just not really a, a thing here. People yeah. wouldn't put their kids... Into like an institutionalized center or something like that. Yeah. Um, that would be really shocking, I mm, think.
1: Yeah, which is why if you're a foreigner here, there are the two, like you either <clears throat> get someone in like a an i.e. like auntie basically to, to help to help you because yeah, as Nora said, the um, maternity leave is very is is quite short here. In fact, more since most foreigners are like school teachers. I think it's like three or four months, which isn't a long time at all, and then they get someone in during, the, like a, an auntie during the day mm-hmm. to help them out.
0: Yep. So they have actually special nannies for babies mm-hmm. um, that are trained for specifically for helping the mom in the first few months, and then usually they transition to what's called a mu and this is the... Word of the day, by the way, we'll do it a little early today, so baomu, and that's um just basically a woman whose job it is to look after small children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. So um, I think there's no, like, it's hard to compare because part of her question is, is Chinese daycare different from American daycare? I don't know what
1: American daycare is
0: like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I personally don't have any experience with daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. I didn't I wasn't in daycare as a kid, Not that I would necessarily remember anyway, but um, but uh, I know that it's very expensive. that's for one. I don't know what exactly is it. Sh- yeah, right. I don't know exactly what the price point is. and again, I guess it depends on which city that you live in. Um, but to give you an idea for how much it costs to have a private nanny come to your home who also cooks and cleans for you, the baby, and you know, for herself, um, in Shenzhen, which is one of the more expensive cities, it costs between I'd say like six hundred and fifty and eight hundred dollars a month, mm. something
1: like that. And I guess it would depend on because some IE's actually live in mm-hmm. with the family. Some of the when I was teaching, um, I used to go and teach in a family's home, and they had um, the parents didn't live with them. It was just they had um, mom, dad they had a, a daughter who was who i taught in the, in a kindergarten and then there was a new baby they had two eyes and the eyes oh, okay. slept in this strange like little cubby that was like in the entrance of the in the entrance of the home like you have they have no personal space and it's very like it's a, i mean i They'd either live there or they're gonna live in some dormitory which may, may not be as ni- may not be nice either. I don't know' they'll still have to commute. Yeah, that's
0: it. Yeah, a lot of the nannies that people get in Shenzhen come from the province like the smaller provinces mm. and stuff so they, for them this is a great opportunity if they're able to get a job here because they'll make way more money than they would back home. So they're willing to put up with you know not super comfortable living conditions in order to, to make some money.
1: Yeah, I um, so I looked into, I, I tried to do some research like about uh, you know, when daycare, the daycare didn't come up, I, I so I thought, oh, like, what, you know, what do foreigners do in in China if they have a baby? So I came up, I found this um website called Internations, which is actually a really interesting site, and they 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 help expats like in different countries all over mm-hmm. the world, and this one was about uh, like childcare in China. And one of the things was, like, before you hire a, a, a nanny, you should maybe run a, back, a background check on them. And I just thought, like, who, like, in oh. China? On, like, do you honest like, that no, that does not happen at all. You don't run a background check on anyone. <laughs> like
0: It's referral. Like, a lot yeah, of their... Yeah, word of mouth, definitely. Yeah, in China and, like, many countries in the East, um, you know, it's a very general statement, but um, people tend to rely on their networks more than... Uh, Like, in the West, everybody Googles everything. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you don't know the answer to a question? Just Google it. But in China, their search engines are usually rigged. Mm -hmm. So people don't trust the, you know, like, these machine learning things. Like, they they would rather find someone through a friend than find somebody based off,
1: like, a review on a website or something like that. And there are are apps that you can use now to, like, hire... uh, like an i e or a nanny or something or the 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 like uh, uh forgotten the word the the midwife type i e who would come in the first month mm-hmm. you know you can there are apps where you can hire those people, but I think peop you know people would still rather just do word of mouth like if they can like get a reference from someone else who who've, who've used, who's used someone hmm
0: yeah, that's how I found
1: our... So the way that
0: I do it is I, I'm not working full-time. I only come into the office a couple of days a week. And um, so when I'm here, uh, our baby is with my husband because his work is flexible. So we can kind of trade off. But then I do have someone come in to help me once or twice a week. They'll take her to the park or something so I can get stuff done, either um, do some extra work from the computer at home, or just, you know, get stuff done that I need to get done. Um, and I've been really, really happy with my... I actually have two, uh, like, nannies. And they do the cleaning.
1: You've got two.
0: Huh. I do. I have wow. two. I'm hoarding all the nannies. Um, <laughs> and they both... Like, they have... They each have their own strength. So I kind of like having mm-hmm. both of them. Um, and they help with the cleaning. They help with feeding her. They help with taking... They t- help her... They they, they take her out to the park and stuff. And so I've really enjoyed having that little bit of help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been really happy. And she can
1: learn a third language.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And probably
1: some dialect from their hometown.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, we were discussing the other day at ours about how, like, for her, because I speak English to her and my husband speaks Bulgarian to her and then the nanny speaks Chinese to her. And then when you come over, Mm -hmm. Holly... Speaking a, in a British accent, so yeah,
1: it's um, and I probably say different words to her without thinking like nappy instead of diaper or like other words, you know, words that you just don't like, you just say in passing, like, yeah. So and our other go, close friends speak to her <laughs> in Macedonian, and so you've
0: yeah. got like pretty much the main people who see her on a weekly, daily basis, they're all speaking to her in different languages, so. To her, she mm. must think every person has their own language because every person to her is speaking in mm. a completely different language. And she also finds it really strange because you know all day when I'm with her alone, I'm speaking to her in English. That's my mother tongue. So that's what comes naturally to me. But when I'm out with her, I usually speak to her in Chinese. Like if I'm out and there's mm. other moms around and other there's kids around, town. I speak to her. Or when I'm with the Ai, I speak to her in Chinese because <laughs> I think it's more polite, you know, so people can understand what yeah. we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's kind of started like distinguishing the difference Uh between, oh, mom speaks really like, I can see her kind of processing because Chinese is such a different sounding language. The tones make it such a different sounding language than to English. And so I can see her lately when I suddenly, when I start speaking Chinese, she kind of gets this look of confusion on her face and she's kind of studying me. More
1: carefully, yeah. like, why are you, what, why are you speaking like that, mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so when, uh, so Brianna's, well, like, I know she asked about the difference between uh, Chinese daycare and American daycare. So I know we can't really talk about that because it doesn't really exist. But I, I do think kindergarten is, is sort of like an alternative because it's not compulsory um compulsory education doesn't start in china till like year six or seven um you only have nine years of education like free education in china so um a lot of like if you've got the money if you can afford to send your kid to a kindergarten you can most or, or a lot of kindergartens will take kids from like two years old two till six or seven um depending on the cutoff for the the school year um, and so, in that respect I, I think it is quite different like from my experiences of teaching in a kindergarten um, there are lots of like rules and it's quite strict like there's lots of lining up and like <laughs> you know, as though they're so, like as though they're little soldiers like in, in a way like I, I I learned to appreciate the the methods that they use in the kindergarten, but some of it was like in a I, I went to nursery when I was three off three, four, five. Um, back in the UK, and it was just fun. Yeah, there was just playing. You were playing in the sand. You were playing in the water, like a water thing. You know, reading. Show and tell. Wendy House. You know, book like reading books. It's not like that. Like you, you go to kindergarten, and you're already like English classes. Two, two, two years old. English. You know. And homework. You know, nine nine till nine thirty. English. Yeah. Learn English. Sing English songs. Like what? You know, this this. It's it's massively different. Um... And you know you can pay a lot of money. I don't know how much daycare is like in the states, as you said. Like, it's I I, I know it's expensive, and it's you can pay. I I would I think up to a thousand dollars a month for a kindergarten. In China. in in Shenzhen, in Shenzhen in particular the, the kindergarten. It's even higher. It's probably even higher now. But when I was when I was working in the kindergarten, which was what four years now, there were it it was around a thousand a month, which is mm-hmm. a lot. Of yeah. Um, so yeah, agreed.
0: Whew. Yeah. So I don't know. We're. I'm not sure what we'll decide in terms of her education. Um. I. Because also my husband had been working in kindergartens before, and so
1: he, he knows, knows what it's like. <laughs> yeah,
0: he knows the deal, and he's not crazy about sending. Because you know, for the price, it's just unreasonable. I think the. If the quality was good and the price was high, it makes more sense. Yeah. But it seems like for quite a, sh- a hefty price tag, you get really mediocre yeah.
1: experience for a lot of the mm-hmm. The, of the, the good gardens. thing about it is is that the kids get to interact with each other. But you could go to the park and they could spend time doing that too mm-hmm. and have the freedom. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I'm also not
0: sure how... Because, I mean... We have a friend who has a kid here who is a foreigner and they're sending her to kindergarten now and she's the only foreigner in the kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And she was like traumatized by oh. so she when they went and during the summer back to their home country she was speaking a lot like in so she's also bulgarian so she's speaking mm-hmm. like suddenly was speaking a lot because yeah. she was kind of a shy kid in general. But she was speaking a lot of Bulgarian, really opened up. And then when we when they got back to China, she refused to speak Chinese. Oh. And that was after she had been in the kindergarten for a while. Oh. So I don't know. Like, the experience for a Western kid
1: in a Chinese kindergarten is quite different than yeah. for a Chinese kid. It could go either way, I think. It just, I mean, it, it probably depends on the kid, depends on the kindergarten. Like, I think kids, obviously the kids don't care. The kids, like... At that age, I, I don't think they—they, you know, from my experience, they—they they accept each other. I mean, apart from pettiness, you know, with, you know, that, that's kids anyway. That one yes minute they love each no. other, one minute they hate each other. Like, but I even, think the pe- the teachers are the worst. The 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 difficulty because they'll treat the foreign kid differently, and the parents of the kids also. Right, that too. Because
0: that's I've seen quite a bit from my experience when I go to the park with Dahlia that people are like. Oh, look at like mm-hmm. they're telling their kids. Look, and then the kids are also like, they're studying her. Like, why yeah, are why, her eyes yeah, blue? Why are you different? Yeah. why does her hair look
1: like that? You know, they they find it really strange. They do, but I don't think they. I, I don't know. I from my from what I've like witnessed, I don't think they. They're not like prejudiced. They're not like, oh, she's got blue eyes. I'm not playing with her.
0: Yeah, I don't but think that, it's I a ne- necessarily think, no. negative. No, they're just curious, which but is they cool. definitely like, are aware interested. that
1: they're different. Yeah.
0: And I think it's not an easy environment. I mean, I think, like you said, I think some kids would would do well and other kids might be traumatized by it. Totally, Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Mm. A lot of foreigners who have kids here in China, their wife is Chinese. Like, that's a typical one. Yeah. And so it's a little bit different because they can tend to, they might look a little bit different but they Mm. generally speaking
1: they tend to blend in better than if it's just like a completely foreign kid. Yeah, and and I don't know about kindergartens but obviously like in certain parts of the city like in Shenzhen for example, uh, in Xieko there's a a, a, quite a large foreign population, there are several schools in that area. Mm that are, predum- like, they have a lot of foreign students, so it's, I, I don't know what the percentage is, like, compared with Chinese, but your, your English has to be really good, because that's what they're teaching in. But I don't know if there are kindergartens out there for foreign kids, specifically, mm-hmm. or, or more catered towards, like, a Western curriculum. mm mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah,
0: and also, as a foreigner, she can't attend the state-run schools, like, they, they're not allowed. To go to the public schools and so oh well, I mean we'll cross that bridge when we get to it we're still in A few years, yeah yeah, early days yet we'll figure it out
1: mm.
0: so Brianna's asking about the, <laughs> the very end of the question
1: if you're new to the two Eye chicks <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let me just briefly tell you where the heck this is coming from because this probably sounds really strange and disgusting to most of you out there um, so when I had Dahlia here in China, um, I had her at a public hospital, and I had to fill out some paperwork. And one of them was um, whether or not I wanted them to dispose of my placenta or whether I wanted to take it with me. Um, some people like to cook it and eat it, um, mm, or I don't yummy. know, I think in the West like people like to... Put it in pill forms and take it because apparently oh, it's really nutritious to it. yeah I don't know and in the moment because you know they asked me at the hospital what I wanted to do and all I could imagine was it being shipped off somewhere and in, put into hand creams and stuff because I've actually been gifted mm. placenta like facial creams and stuff and so I'm like I'm yeah. thinking if I don't take this with me it's gonna end up on the black market yet, in some kind of hand cream or face cream or whatever and I felt can weird about that. You imagine the price that.
1: tag white white woman placenta. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean like no I know, right it there. sounds really
0: crazy but this is you know like you can get this stuff at restaurants this is craziness. So, I just felt kind of uneasy just like sending it off into nowhere. So, I checked the box to take it with. Um and without any plan of what I was going to do with the thing. And first of all, they gave it to us in like a plastic shopping bag. With a what torn handle, in, yeah. Like I thought it was going to be in some like Tupperware, fancy tupperware, sterilized, but like, bag in a
1: mason jar. Yeah,
0: I thought it was <laughs> going to be something like that. Yeah, pop it in a mason jar. I don't know, <laughs> but it was just like tossed in this. It wasn't even sealed. It was just like this open sh- plastic shopping bag that somebody had probably brought their lunch in, and there it was, like this big, like this organ cr- um, crumbs stuck to the. Yeah, so when we were carrying Dahlia home the next mm. day, Zlotto was just, like, carrying this bag full of an organ, and it was just really weird, and we didn't know what to do with it, because you can't just, like, you can't throw it in the trash, that's, like, biohazard. Um, <laughs> So we froze it, and we were, we had no idea what to do with it. Um So to finish the story, because now we have, we have finally sorted it out um, in our own way, I guess, so we basically just pretended that it wasn't there in the freezer until we moved out and then we were like "Uh uh-oh we need to figure out something to do with this thing um so we we uh we were leaving for the u.s and at the same time we were putting our stuff in storage because we spent a lot of time abroad this summer so and it was between our contracts for the apartment so we on the same day we've got like a eight-month-old baby We moved all of our stuff, and then we stayed at a friend's house, and we realized we had this placenta thing. We didn't know what to do with it. So we got some lighter fluid, and we were like, let's just, like, bring it to the top of the (laughs) roof of this apartment building, and let's just, like, set it ablaze. Um, Because some people like to bury it or do something more ritualistic with it, Mm -hmm. which I kind of get that. Like, it's the thing that kept your child alive for all that time when you were carrying her around, it's something somehow I feel like should be respected, but we didn't really know. There's nowhere for us to bury it, Mm -hmm. Um, so we tried to set it on fire, but we were definitely not pyro pros because it didn't light at all. We, like, doused it in lighter fluid, and it didn't light up at all. I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just scrambling to find a way to get rid of it. So then um, my husband was getting kind of grossed out. I was also grossed out, but um, he's like, we got to pick it up. And put it back in the bag and, like, figure something else to do with it. So I had to grab it with my bare hands. Couldn't you have just scooped up? No, we didn't have anything to... The situation was really strange. I don't know if you know, need to know all the details. No. But there were people in the apartment we were staying. And we didn't want them to know what was going on. Yeah, because yeah. this was a really odd situation. So I scooped it up, put it back in the bag. My hands were dripping with blood. I was going down the elevator, which other people were in the elevator with us, and I'm just like, as if I had just murdered someone. someone. Yeah, exactly. We didn't think it through at all. We didn't bring, like, wet wipes. We didn't bring water. We We just brought lighter fluid, a lighter, and the placenta up to the roof. So in the end, we we didn't light it. We couldn't figure out how to get it ablaze. So as we were racing to the airport... Um, we decided to just like toss it into uh, like a man-made lake <laughs> that we found <laughs> along the way. So so it's currently fish food, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it was really odd. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what people do with them. But um, I think next time I'll take the, bo- the box for it to stay at the hospital because <laughs> uh, this was a, a whole ordeal and really bizarre and. I don't think I would wanna. I, next time I might like just throw it into the sea or something. Mm. I mean we're on the ocean. Just like toss it into the sea, just as like a, a ritual, like goodbye bon voyage, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it was very strange. But thanks for asking. <laughs> so now it's done. It's done.
1: Yeah. Ew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disaster. you out there who are like, it, What is
1: this show about? <laughs>
0: But that's life in China, you know.
1: Don't really think about these things Mm -hmm.
0: until, until it happens. Well, (laughs) I can't
1: imagine at home being offered to take the placenta home. I mean, maybe they do do that, but I've never heard of anyone at home who who has. I think some people like to, like I said, in
0: some maybe cultures, maybe yeah. I'm sure you can. I mean, it's yours. Um, The hospital doesn't have any rights to it. Uh, but I'm sure that some people, cause apparently in Bulgaria, people bury it by a tree or like plant a tree and Mm. then bury it next to that or something. Uh, which sounds kind of nice to me. Just like as a remembrance. I don't know. Uh, life. Yeah. And it's a really, I mean the whole, like having a baby, the whole experience is really in a way supernatural. Well, of course it's the most natural thing. So that's, You know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a very weird and mystical thing, I think. And that, the whole, like, the placenta is a part of it. It's just kind of this weird, it's like this organ that just, like, grew out of nowhere and then you just don't need it anymore. It's, I don't know, it's it's an odd experience and somehow kind of, like, mystical. And so I I see where people would want to somehow honor it in a way um, yeah. and I think other people because it is nutritional and after you have a baby you know you're generally you're kind of weak for a little bit and so like getting that nutrition back so some people put it into pill form
1: just <sighs> stick it in the and eat it like a stick. yeah well, we did That's find
0: recipes in, but I could not stomach that no thank you
1: sure, sure it's just like liver or
0: okay well you can have it the next time around Holly I'll give it to you you, you just serve it up to 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 bear it <laughs>
1: Sounds somewhat cannibalistic. I Ew. think we've entered a whole different yeah. yeah let's end conversation. the conversation <laughs> Yeah, Nora. What's uh What did you say that word of the week was? Yeah. Okay. So the
0: word of the week. Thank you for bearing with us. I know it's a strange topic. Um. Yeah. The word of the week is bao mu. So bao is like bao, like bao hu. So it's like protect or to keep. And Mu is, like, a woman who takes care of small children. So, Baomu. So, that's a name of, It's basically, like, nanny. Cool. Baomu. But a right. nanny who's specifically, specifically trained in small, small, small children. children. Yeah. Cool.
1: Okay, well, um, I will link to our dictionary in uh, our show notes for today, which is on writtenchinese.com slash episode 103. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any of the links that I've mentioned, they will be there. Um... Uh, last week we mentioned about our new video series, um, so you can check that out. Or on it's on YouTube if you want to go to our YouTube slash written Chinese page. We've got we've got a lot of videos on there, and we will be adding more. Um, what what else do we want to say? Uh, Facebook, you can you can check us out on Facebook um, at Two i Chicks. Two is T W um, O. Oh, and we're now on Patreon.
0: Ah yes, yes. This is cool.
1: Yeah, so if you um if you enjoy listening to us, if you wanna support us, um because if you've been listening to us for a while, the Two Eye Chicks is like a side project on our like normal job, which is we work you know for written Chinese, which is a, uh, we have our written Chinese dictionary app, and we've got our blog and other like other uh, tools and things like that that we've got going on and um so but we you know in order to do this we need we just we need a little we need a little bit of support that's all Mm -hmm. so if you if you if you enjoy listening to us and you want to keep listening to us and you want to see our videos um then you know we would love it if you could pledge us a little bit on patreon and if you don't it's not it's not no problem just keep listening to us you know I think
0: you can pledge, like, a dollar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah, have yeah, low. Sure. there's a lot of ways you can, it's a little we bit. intend any money that comes in through there, we're going to be putting it back into the show. Oh, absolutely. So that's, that's where your money is yeah. going, because we'd like to, you know, get better sound quality, maybe get yeah. some better editing, maybe do some better videos, mm-hmm. so if we can raise some money there, that would be cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you can just listen to the show. No yeah, don't feel pressure. No, pressure. no pressure
1: at all, no pressure at all. Um, and if you want to leave us a question, um, Brianna left her question on Facebook, but you can leave us a voicemail message at writtenchinese.com voicemail. Thank you to everybody out there
0: who has sent us reviews yep. and questions. We really That's Awesome. It. It's so encouraging to both of us. Mm-hmm. It's what keeps us going. They're fine. <laughs> Tune in next week. See ya. Bye.